Are we live, Stan? We are live, Menace. Welcome to episode <laughs> 73. Sorry, I'm over here in the Menace Cave. Oh, Lord. How are you we today? Start? No, uh, snooze. Sorry. I'm on my computer that I never really use. Pretty good. Um, what is this? There. Coronavirus quarantine, like day 40. Something yeah. like that. We're not dead yet. Yeah. We're not dead. Yeah, no. you, you ain't wrong. So, uh, how's things? Things are going pretty good, you know. We're just, we're doing it. Was today the first day you had the boys in a minute? Uh, no, I had them over this weekend. I wasn't able to see them for a little bit because of everything going on. A couple days. Uh, yeah. What? No, it was like I didn't get to see my boys for like two weeks. Yeah, it's wild. Was that the longest break you've ever had from them? Yeah, it might have been. Let's put up a cool picture. It's just sitting on my stuff. What's a cool it's, picture? I don't. I just it just make it look neat, you know. If you look down. All right, so I sent Jake an invite. It's up to you if you want to let him know that he's invited. Okay. Well, I mean, he'll probably get it. Well, oh, you just asked him for his email, so he might be waiting for an email. But yes, we had uh, Chael Sonnen scheduled. He had a little bit of a family emergency at the moment. We yeah. Don't, we don't ask questions. We let people handle their family business, especially in these times. For sure. But hopefully everything's okay, and we'll definitely get Chell on again in the future. He's been very receptive to Menace and the Man, because as it turns out, he, he's a big Menace fan. And you blame him? No, and I think he had a lot of fun when he came on here with us. Oh, we have a we have a ball. Yeah, like uh, I listen to MMA shows. Like I know you don't really like as a fighter, you never listen to your own interviews. You don't really listen to MMA shows and shit. But I listen to a lot of interviews, and I've listened to a lot of Chael interviews, and we definitely went places with him. A lot of people don't go. Yeah, little parent talk. No people, nobody sees. Chael Sonnen's uh, father side. Well, not only parent talk, we were just able to go places that like, you know, he was talking to, not saying I'm a fighter, but me, I'm knowledgeable about the sport, Wade and yourself, two people that he knows about, has probably interviewed and done a lot of shit with before. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah, dude. I mean, I got my, my face paint over here. But, you know, I'm just trying to straighten up here a little bit. I just change the cameras around. What do you mean your face paint? Sometimes when I get on Call of Duty, I paint my face in war paint and when I assassinate people. Hold on. I don't know why this thing just messed yeah. up. We had two live viewers. Well, I was trying to share it, so I minimized it, and now it's... uh. Fucking up. There we go. Now it's back. Is it back? I no. don't see anything yet. You have a black screen, right? Yeah. Hmm. What are you doing, Stan? Why'd you get out of there? Now it's back. I don't know. It was fucking up for a second. Because I don't like the way every time I move the mouse, it's like showing where the mouse moves. You know what I'm saying? 
Is it still? Yeah. No, now it's not. There it is. We're no. back. Okay. We're back. Lost a viewer because you're fucking around. Well, I'm trying to share the show, so just give me a second. There we go. Only if you could talk and like do things at the same time. Who me? I definitely can. Yeah. I, I just no, write... you never do. Whenever you do things, you like lock up. Like, oh, 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 hold on. Uh. Computer things, absolutely, because I don't know this yeah. shit. That's what I'm talking about, Stan. Not some fucking computer whiz. I was just. It was pit- we should have tried to get uh, Dequat on. Yeah. See, look now, it like resized. Let him into the computer. It definitely resized my whole thing now. Let me adjust this. Oh we lord! I had it all set up so that when a third person came in, we'd be good to go. But now it's all fucking up. Whoa! What did you just do? What oh. I do? You know? oh, I don't know. Okay, there it is. Well, I mean, obviously, what I'm watching on the Menace of the Man fan page is a little delayed. Oh, so you're seeing that little yeah. aspect of it. Okay. What is it? Like a seven second, right? I don't have my stopwatch out, Stan. Well, even, um, let's see. Do we have, um, yeah, this thing's fucking annoying. I like, I'm a, what you'll call it guy better. I prefer, uh, Skype over Zoom. Oh, is that right? Yeah, just because Skype doesn't do this, like all these adjustments and show the mouse like that moving. All right. Well, you know what? I feel like our viewers at home don't give a rat's ass. Oh, for sure. But um, talk to me about that, Stan. Well, what were they doing? They were doing UFC. I don't know if they're calling it 249 or whatever they're calling it, but uh, what's her name just pulled out? Amanda Nunes. So you as a fighter... How long, how much, like, you, how much time do you need to prepare? Define prepare. Uh, Like, Megan Anderson last week was like, I'll make weight next Friday. So she doesn't really need. So there's the aspect of preparing for tactical combat, meaning, like, all right. I'm watching tape. I'm drilling these drills and trying to hit them live against live opponents that don't know I'm trying to do it to them. My game plan, right? Mm-hmm. And going live and, and performing these things you're drilling and trying to, which is strategized to being that specific fighter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's the cardiovascular aspect, which you don't need anybody to do that. And then there's the diet or there's the making weight aspect, which you don't need anybody to do that. So if you think you're already a fucking bad motherfucker and you could beat anybody, you don't need a fucking, you just need to make weight and get your cardio right. Yeah. Like that's what me and Kiesa were actually talking about last week. Cause I remember you've said it and I've heard the flair say it, you know how to fight. Yeah. So if anything you need to get in shape, and then you're going to show up and you're going to get into a fist fight on whatever date. As long as you're in shape, you're good to go. Right. You might not yeah. have the sparring rounds, the timing and all that. But so Amanda Nunes, I mean, not taking anything away from her. She's a fucking killer, world champion. But she's, champion, yeah. she said that May 9th was too soon. She she wants like the gym. She doesn't want to train by herself and work out at home and then go fight. 
listen, man, she's a champion for a reason. She probably has her own ways about going about uh, preparation for a fight. So flip side of the coin, Usman. We have to get Usman back on the show, but I saw him talking with Rashad Evans today. He was like, he. I mean, we have to get both sides of the story because you hear Masvidal say that Usman's afraid of him and not taking the fight. Then you hear Usman saying the same thing, that Masvidal won't take the fight. Usman's going way more public with it, so I'm going to lean towards maybe Usman's the one who's willing, more willing to take the fight yeah, at the moment. Like, and I'm not saying, yeah, trust well, me. No, I mean... Yeah, Ma- I don't think... Masvidal's fighting him in the street right now. But as far as his opportunity for a title shot, he's not taking it on and crash weight cutting on 10 days notice, you know? Yeah. At uh, least that's what it's looking like to me. Yeah, because he's pretty heavy. He's a big right? boy. I, I heard I heard one of the street he was heavy. He's a big boy, yeah. And that's why he's like, you know, he needs time to make weight the right way and... Especially when you're, you know, you have the opportunity to fight for a title. You don't want to just jeopardize that. Right. Shot. You want to have all your ducks in a row and hit it at the fucking right speed. You know what I mean? Which I could see. I get that. But, yeah. like, so Usman said that initially when, when Khabib was going to not fight on April 18th, he hit them up like, yo, let's make this fight. And then there was a lot of media back and forth and people saying like, oh, no, I accepted the fight. No, he won't accept the fight. And then they're both posting on social media about who won't accept the fight. But Usman's out doing interviews and saying yeah. publicly, you know, I'll fight in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, my, my mindset, like when I, whenever I was preparing was just like, I don't care. Like when I first started fighting, I was – my very first fight ever without ever having trained, I took on a month's notice. And even that- I didn't even know how to, I did one practice with Joey Gambino. And then that weekend I was signed up for a, a uh, an amateur MMA fight under pro rules. Yeah. And even you have that. So, I mean, I guess that my mentality throughout my whole fight career was like, fuck it. And you have that. First, I'm not gonna die. That first year where you fought what, like ten times, nine, nine times. Yeah. yeah. That is an I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah. Like you weren't. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I listen. I'm not saying it's the smartest move. I'm just saying, like, you, you, you know, you either sink or swim kind of deal. You know, like. I see a lot of people like babying other people's records and stuff like that. It's like, listen, man. Well, we'll get the flip. You're either badass or not. It's we'll get the flip side of that coin when we talk to Aljo a little later because he's one of the people that's been speaking out publicly, saying like, "Don't offer me a fight. I'm not fighting right now. I can't train." But then I also just saw him build a garage in his house or build a gym. I've seen him being active. Yeah, no, he's been. They've been training in the backyard and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But even um, so that's like what Kiesa said. He kind of sang that same tune of, "I don't want to take a fight." Like if UFC called me right now, I'm not ready to fight. I'm not taking a fight. Like I'm not. I can't train. I have no path to a training camp. Like I can go work out in my garage. And he's like, "I'm building a home gym." And I guess that's what it's going to have to be. But then, like Megan Anderson was like, "I'll fight next week." Here's my mentality, right? You can't train because. Your gym's not available, right? Yep. 
Hey, guess what? Neither can your fucking opponent. Some people can, though. Like you see in Florida, they have adjusted training right now. So I've seen Hooft in there with you know, one or two guys, and he's still doing gym time in privates. Right. So I'm like, if I find out my opponent's doing that, guess what? I'm calling a few of my guys. Like, how you feeling? How's everybody in your circle feeling? All right. Let's go out there and fucking let's start training in our little groups. Yeah. Like, I think they're even sparring in South Florida in little groups. You know, I mean, the, the things I put myself through in a fight camp, the diet, the training, the, you know, the abuse on the body and the actual fight itself. I feel like you're more likely to get a lifelong fucked upness than if you get the coronavirus. Yeah. So I'm, we're not getting. I any- don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not a doctor. We're not getting any reply from Jake. Should we just go to Nick? Let me text. I'll just text him that. Uh... That we waiting for him? Yeah. All right. See what he says. Because I figured even if we got Doc or Jake or Craig Jones or Vinny, someone just so we did our little coverage on Submission Underground, give Chael his little, Chael his little plug, his little props. Well, I think, I think Jake falls right into exactly what we're talking about right now. You know I mean? He's, yes, there's a little less risk, I guess, if you will, involved in jiu-jitsu than in a professional MMA fight. But... Is Jake training with people? I don't, you know, what's, what's he, you know, what, how is he going about it with the coronavirus, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. I've I've seen all different. I saw Vinny Magalhaes say that he was risking himself, that he's training right now, all this type of shit. Your snap tap stand, right? Um, Is Is that the email that he got sent on or what? Yeah. I believe so. No, it would be the man at Menace and the Man. Okay, well then that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, he should uh... understand what's. Yeah, going but we'll on. give him a, a few minutes. Well, I just don't want to get backed up and double booked in spots, which we already kind of are at this point. Fuck it, have them both on. Hmm. We have Zoom. We can have multiple guests on at the same time. Oh, I know, but then it's like, hey, we're playing like Hollywood Squares there with strangers. Then, but I guess we get we're, we're talking. No, I think we could get some cross. You know, we're me ta- and you would throw out, uh, you know, an idea or whatever. I, well, we're talking fighting. We're talking the universal language of right. fighting. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so a lot of fighters right now are unsure of what's going on. They're all building home gyms, it seems. And then, like they said, there's some that are still training. You know that guy. Uh, he's competing at Submission Underground. The guy, Richie Martinez, the boogeyman. He's facing Austin Vanderford. He got like a fine for training in his gym. Wow. A summons or whatever. He was in his gym doing like an online, like a Zoom jiu-jitsu class, instructional of some kind, and he got fucking a fine and pulled out of his gym for doing what he was doing. And I know that that happened down in South Florida with Hooft and all those guys. One day the cops showed up and said, you guys got to leave the gym. He said uh, he's heading back to the house. Give him five ten, brother. So we'll kick uh, kick Nick an invite. All right. And then we'll... And then we'll be like, Nick, you want to just stay on the show with us? We can. 
Yeah, that works for me. I'm sure you know how it is with wrestlers, especially at that level. You have such a close like connection to combat sports and MMA. See, it's doing that friggin' thing again. What thing? The mouse. Did the screen change at all? Uh, no? looks good to me. All right. Well, I was just saying I opened up something to type in his uh email. And don't I you have like three? Don't you have like two fucking computers over there? I do. What does that matter? You could have one dedicated to the stream and the other one to the other shit you're looking up. Yeah, no, I'm sending him an email right now on the actual computer that's dedicated to the stream. Yeah, what I'm saying is you can use the other computer to do it. No? Uh, I feel like whenever we do it that way, we have a little bit of lag. Oh, uh, all right. I... I'm just throwing shit at the wall, see if it'll stick, you know? It's sticking a little bit. It's sticking. I like where your head's at. Instead of having to minimize and lose, you know. But so they're saying fights are coming back May 9th. Yo, I heard Atlanta, Georgia, like May 7th. They're like, you know what? Back to normal. Yeah, I don't know. They announced that today that a couple states are opening up. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, uh, We don't have a vaccine. We don't have... (laughs) We don't, I mean, unless we do, and they're, the media and the news just isn't reporting it, we don't have a 100% cure or a 100% treatment plan. We have all these indecisive things at the moment. Like it can't live in the 80 degrees. Yeah. like you, It can't live as long. Yeah. It, it's not living, I don't know, but then they're saying that it can come from farts now. They're saying that it can come from. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Bro. But then. I saw that. Lee Rosenfeld sent me a thing, though. He's like, so you're telling me that it can come through farts. It can go through my underwear and my pants. But you're telling me this little mask on my face is going to prevent me from catching it. But it's coming through. It's coming through. You know, it's like we're getting a lot of weird information at this point. Yeah. That's what sucks about something like this. That's why they call it the novel coronavirus, because it's unknown. That's what the yeah. whole that's where the whole novel expression comes from. Well, so my my lady's mom, I told like we told you, you got the coronavirus, right? And then her she had a fever for uh like I don't know, like a week and a half straight. And then her fever goes down. So we're kind of like, all right, cool. She's in the clear, she's good. And then her eyes fucking like balloon up, like almost like swollen shut. After she thought she was good. After we thought she was in the clear, no fever, just uh, wakes up one day, eyes are blown up. We're like, dude, what? Like, you good, mom? Like, you know? Yeah. And then. So she goes to, she's not feeling well. My lady takes her to. uh... Wow, that sounds like some crazy shit. Yeah, it takes her to. the doctor, she has pneumonia, you know, it's just like, geez. It's crazy shit going on right now. I mean, the craziest thing is that. So like, she's still like her. She doesn't have a fear, but she's still having like symptoms, like some like. Like she's not healthy, you know, what I mean, she's not in good shape. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. 
like that's what I'm saying. They're about to open up areas of the country and there is no product. There's no real protocol or treatment right now that's guaranteed. So it's not like, oh, we're opening the country. I think we're going to and I've seen a lot of different reports, but I think we're going to have a crazy second wave. Like today, but didn't I, China didn't China get a second wave? China, we have no idea what's going on with China. So here, Eric Ures just said he's ready when we are. So do we let's want to bring Eric Ures on? I mean, he knows wrestling. So listen, he knows when these guys send all the invites out, and when they come on, they come on. Fuck it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that'll be this episode. Fuck it, we'll probably get some nice like cross questions i don't know oh absolutely how's my hair look dude i haven't i feel like i need a haircut so bad i gave my no no the show was going on i gave myself like a edge up you know yeah why you were I looking... edged myself up myself you were... i like my hair was going my ears a little bit like edged that a little bit you were looking grizzly oh it's i'm disgusting why don't you hit up your boy uh what is it south shore styles no what do you mean what the one who cut your hair, Conor McGregor's hair? Oh, uh, Strong the, Island Styles. Str- Strong Island Styles. You should hit him up. Well, listen, man, I'm I'm not. I don't know what. I I don't know what my stance is. Like, I'm not hanging out with people. Yeah, but I still go to Seven Eleven like every weekday. You're going to Seven Eleven. I. What are you going to Seven Eleven for? Oh, I get coffee. Yeah, I think 7-Eleven is like a hotbed. But the thing is, they say you have to be around it for like a half hour to get it. Where'd you hear this? Just like like when I when I called the hotline at work to tell them, hey, I think I've been exposed. Like, how long were you around them? I was like, I don't know, 45 minutes? Like, like, lower than 20 minutes? I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, like maybe 45 minutes I had dinner Exactly. Like, who the, what, what is the protocol at this point? Like, did you see that one thing? The one meme and people commented, like, there were so many memes about that. Like, man, that's some fucking cough or some sneeze. Like, they're saying if you sneeze and you're in the supermarket, your particles can... Oh, like two aisles. Two aisles. I call bullshit on that. I'm no medical expert. Granted, I've hooked up with some doctors and some nurses in my day. I'm not a medical expert. But that sounds fucking crazy to me. Yeah. I don't like anytime I go anywhere public, I wear a mask. And as soon as I get back to my truck, before I touch my steering wheel, whatever, I fucking hand sanitize my hands. Bro, my hands. And then my hands like wipe down my shit. My hands are fucked right now. Oh, my God. My hands have been peeling. My hands are fucked right now. They're jacked up from fucking constantly washing them and constantly using antibacterial. Yeah. It's fucked up. All right, we'll get Eric Urest first. Uh, one, he's the winner. Yeah. Let's see what we get. What are we asking, Eric? What do you got for him? Life. See what he thinks about the oh, okay. novel coronavirus. Oh, Eric. Well, see, everyone. That's what it is with Zoom. You got Everyone has to come in, adjust their audio. It doesn't just let you hear right yeah. away. There we go. There we go. Hey, what's up, mate? What's happening? Eric Ures, welcome back to Menace and the Man. Long time no see. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, So we were just talking, we were obviously talking about the hot topic, the coronavirus. How are things out? You're in San Diego, right? 
Yes, yeah, San Diego, California, actually, I mean, uh, from all reports, seems to be doing a better job than most places. Uh, and the, the rates of infection are quite low here compared to everywhere else. So um, I don't know. I'm one of those people. I don't like I'm not bothered by, by much. You know, I'm bothered by the fact that I can't work regularly. But um, other than that, I mean, uh, I got two big fights in two weeks with some of my guys. So that's like my main focus. And, um, it's been stressful, but I'm making the most of it and learning what I can from, from the whole process and enjoying some of it, to be honest. And, you know, there's, there's some worries obviously about the future of, uh, I guess of, of our sport and combat. Humanity. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. Humanity. If you care about that. Well, so like real quick, let me cut you off, Eric. Um, Eric's been on the, on the Menace of the Man show before. Stan, give him a proper intro. Wow, he's an OG of the MMA game. You're now a coach at Alliance out in San Diego. You've been a coach there in the past. You've worked with a lot of top names in combat sports. And you used to train at, what was it, uh, Phuket Top Team, you were a coach. Phuket Top Team, yep. And you're one of like the Long Island originals, if you will. Like one of the first guys around here that was doing MMA combat yeah, sports yeah, back in the day. Yeah. One of the one of the earlier, probably the second generation behind Sarah and Baroni generation, like right after those guys. Close. So I mean, because you've competed in like every form of mixed mar sport. martial arts. Yeah, like MMA, jujitsu, gi, no gi, fucking judo, yeah. wrestling, right? Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And you let, have records? Do you remember all the records of all those things? Or? I have no idea, dude. No idea. <laughs> Last time that we had you on, it was when you first had left uh, Phuket Top Team. You had landed That's back right. in New York, and you were saying how you were unsure, and you loved that. You didn't know. You had the unknown ahead of yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's been a fucking wild ride, man, and I feel like I'm kind of back in that seat a little bit um, again. So in between there and then, I, I got married. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my wife just got her permission to work from the U S government yesterday. So that's been nice. She's, she's from Singapore, uh, originally. So that's been, uh, that's been its, its own adventure. Uh, and then kind of just figuring out where I fit in, um, here. So I'm coaching at Alliance MMA and I'm still trying to compete in some professional grappling events when they, when they come around and when it makes sense for me. So I, I've got that stuff going on and, um, just, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of enjoying life, man. I think uh, last time I talked to you guys, I was so like, things were just like really, really in the air. And I got to tell you, like, even though I'm settled down, it still feels the same exact way. Yeah. Uh, you've always lived that nomad lifestyle, though. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'll be anywhere forever. So. Um, and then one of the best things that we had since the last time we had you on, we had uh, a couple of guys, but mainly Jeremy Stevens was the one that we were like, oh, okay. He was like. No, you tell Eric your rest, hit me up. I got a bed. Yeah. I got a I got a room for him in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Um, yeah, now I'm, you know, one of Jeremy's main coaches um ahead of his fight with uh with Calvin and uh yeah, so we got him and Dominic coming up in two weeks. Are they on the same Angela. card? Yeah, same card. Angela Hill's on that too? No, she'll be just shortly after, if not like two weeks after, I believe. Oh, because they haven't announced any of the fights, really. They announced the May 9th card. They haven't announced anything past that at this point. Yeah, well, there, there's some things in the in the, in the in the making, I suppose. So maybe I gave you guys some information I'm not supposed to, whatever. Um, Give us it all! 
Yeah. <laughs> it's out there a little bit that they're doing, yeah, yeah. They don't have a look. They're not releasing the location. But I yeah. even saw, I saw like obviously Dom trains year round. But I saw him like another coach from I guess Alliance or someone. He was like running. He had MMA gloves on and his coach had mitts on. And they were like doing a run, so I guess they were running sprints and then stopping and doing mitt work. Oh, or some he's probably shit. with J Flow. Um, he's probably with Justin Flores. That's uh, Ronda's ju- judo coach. Uh, he he's also a pretty good wrestling coach and mixes the judo and wrestling well together. And, and Dominic does some some work with him, and uh, he's he's a really good coach. So I think it it was it was probably uh, J Flow. Yes, I've seen him. He works a little bit with Katz and Gano as well. Yeah, yeah, he works works with quite a few females. Is Kat still out there at Alliance? No, 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 no. Hasn't been for quite some time. Oh, okay. She was yeah, there for stand, a minute. you idiot. She was there for a little bit. Yeah, she was there for quite a while. Yeah. So She's even been training uh, with Jessica Penne. Is Jessica Penne not at Alliance anymore? Uh, Jessica is there when she's training. I know she's got other business ventures going on and commentary and uh, other kind of things, I think, that keep her occupied right now. So, Well, they suspended her. Well, I, like, yeah, like, she teaches jiu-jitsu at one of the schools, one of the Alliance affiliates. I'm not sure which one. Uh, yeah, it's possible. That's possible. So which academy are you at? I'm at the main one in Chula Vista. Okay. So, yeah, one thing yeah. I said to Menace when we were on the – we had a little powwow phone call earlier. We were talking about how when UFC 249 got canceled – Jeremy Stevens, like, when Dana White did a live Instagram feed, Jeremy Stevens wrote, like, yo, Dana, me and Qatar spoke. We're both down. Set it up in your backyard. Yeah. Like, we're yeah, into this shit. Uh, the, the, I mean, Jeremy's a fighter. He'll fight anywhere. So he's, uh, man, he looks real good. It's, uh, it's, it's been a real fun process, just, um, just fixing some small things with him. And I think at the stage of the game he's in and, and with most veterans, it's not going to be any revolutionary new concept. It's just been kind of uh, doubling down on basics really and, and fine tuning some things and just uh, for me getting to the root of some technical problems he might've been having prior to and, and, uh, and just kind of, you know, playing with that stuff. And, and I like the, the finished product that we're, we're coming out with now. So I think uh, if all goes well, I think you're going to see a Jeremy Stevens that will be reminiscent of performances like uh, looks very similar to the way he looked against uh, Gill um, and uh, some of his better performance. He's just moving really well right now and, and uh, has a lot of confidence coming behind him. He's in shape. So what are you working with him uh, specifically? Cause I know you're more of like a grappling based Coach, are you working on like wrestling and and mat control with him? Are you working striking or what? what? Uh, I work everything with Jeremy. I, I work, um, believe it or not, I work. I mean, I do a lot of wrestling and grappling with him, but a lot of our work has been on the nuances of his striking. So I'm, I'm I mean, fairly so, mostly known for grappling and wrestling coaching. But uh, I also I'm really into biomechanics, and so like fixing the way people move on their feet, uh, right. especially striking related. Uh, because I mean, movement is movement. If you can move better, you'll fight better, uh, particularly yeah. on your feet. And so, yeah, just when did that become a thing? Sorry, because I remember you were living on Long Island for a little bit, and I was training with you every week, week, week. And then you went to Thailand. You came back with your girlfriend, and you and your lady were doing like some like different kind of like Conor McGregor ish. What the first time yeah, I seen yeah. like movement so, shit, I was like, that looks weird to me. Like, so, I don't know. yeah, so. The, that, the animal flow and mobility stuff is kind of is what my wife teaches for a living. 
Um, that's not necessarily what I'm doing with Jeremy. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we, yeah. I, we use those movements to sort of uh, diagnose problems in people's movements. But uh, most of the stuff that I do with Jeremy is just fixing his stance, making sure that the punch mechanics are correct. Uh, uh, just very, very nuanced stuff in his psychology, approaching the rounds, making sure that I have him in a particular mind state. I, I just don't want to give too much away. But um, yeah, it's really, really tweaking very, very small things uh, uh, mechanically and, and psychologically, just how we're going to approach this fight. Now, I'm not coming at you. I'm not, I don't want you That's to be true. offended at all, but like, he knocks people out. What are you fixing? <laughs> like, you well, don't have to actually murder people? I don't. <laughs> we're just going to get him to murder people in a more efficient way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you yeah. now? So it's like, we don't want to change. Like, I, I love who Jeremy is and his, and his fighting spirit, but we can all get better, right? E even if you're great at something, you can get better at it. Um, and he's, so, the, the thing about Jeremy Stevens is he's super deep in the game, but he's still a fucking student, man. He's right. he never like, like, he's never too good to learn something. For sure. All. Which it's is, never, that's the best. It's never even been an issue where I get a lot of guys that are deep in the game that are so resistant to any kind of critique or change to, towards towards their game um it's it's uh it's it's kind of sad when i see that when i see a fighter like that i know that they're on their way out i mean i would like to like i've always been a student of the game but you had to have my respect that, that's that's or yeah. or you could be even a, like i've i've watched like amateur guys do something i was like oh, whoa i like that like my one buddy, Al Jones, he I was watching spar. He threw a right hook very low at a guy's knee. I was like, what the fuck? And then instantly came up with a left hook and landed. Mm. And then he did it again and it landed. I was like, what? And I would use it from time to time. It was just yeah. such a weird, you I know, like I've never seen it. Does, does Al still train? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think nah, he's, uh... he should have kept with it, but I think just he has kids. Actually, and... no, because before this whole quarantine thing went down, I follow him on Snapchat. He was making like uh, cameos, if you will, appearances at Panza. Okay. And yeah, and no, was like he was putting up sparring. highlights of like what's to come of his old shit. And I was like, oh, he's having an itch for sure. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Oh, 100% so. itch. Like, I helped, uh, I used to help him get fights and shit for a minute. And uh, the talent's there, just unfortunate luck, basically. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had one fight. He was fighting a tough kid from Rhode Island. Al was fucking him up, landing the leg kick, like, tore the kid's knee apart. And then the kid just spit down on his mouthpiece and, you know, threw the combo. And Al, Al zigged when he should have zagged. Got hit with a combo, wound up getting a little TKO. He wasn't out. It was a little premature finish, but he did get rocked. And then mm. after the fight, the kid could not walk, the kid that he was yeah. kicking. Yeah. Like yeah, he, sometimes you, you lose the game and you win the fight. You know what I mean? If he yeah, would have circled for a minute. Like kick with him. If he would have right. circled for another minute, the kid probably would have been like, no, I, I, or the end of the round, the kid probably yeah. wasn't coming out for the next round. Mm. Like blew his knee apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a tough sport. It is, man. It is. I forgot you knew Al Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hang on. Did you know Al Jones is older than me? Really? How? How old? Yeah. Is he older than you, or the same age? 
No, he's like a year or two older than me. Might, he, and I was I, like, what? I could have swore you were like 10 years younger than me. Yeah, he might be a year older because he's my age. And I believe you're like, we're the, you're an 86, but I'm the beginning of 86. You're the end of 86. Yeah, Damn, I'm, old, I'm old as fuck. Yeah, you yeah. are. You're aging well, though. You don't look your age. <laughs> yeah, I'm you doing look all right. You know, that's because my wife's young. How old are you now? 39. Yeah, and you never left the gym. No, 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 no. I'm in the gym usually twice a day, most days. Yeah, so, and now, are you and Jeremy and Cruz, are you guys getting time in the gym, or are you guys doing, like, the outside training? Uh, just, you know, you can, I'll, I'll leave that up to the imagination. I don't want to have some speakeasy training sessions and stuff like that. So, yeah, we got, we're, we're, uh, we'll, we'll be prepared. Yeah, like, I think what it is now is you can't just have people in the gym. Yeah. So, like, I've yeah. seen, like we were saying, I've seen Henry Hoof down in Florida. He's doing it with, um... He's in there with like one or two guys. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting our work in and we're prepared. You know, we're being responsible, um, as responsible as we can be. Uh, but we'll definitely uh, all guys will be prepared. Can Dominic Cruz beat Henry Cejudo? Man, I'm so optimistic about this fight, and I know, like, as a coach, like, I'm biased, obviously, right? Right. I'm preparing the guy, but um, I love the style matchup. I love. The thing about Dominic, and you know, you could take the Cody fight and, and I guess look at it however you want to look at it. Was it 100% Dominic Cruz? Dominic probably wouldn't say 100% no, it wasn't. You know, uh, uh, I know for a fact it wasn't. Um, whether that fight would have been any different, I don't know, right? But the, that's a way different style matchup than Henry, right? So Henry's so removed uh, and Oh, hold on. We're having a little. Can you see us and hear us? You're good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, you just started going in and out a little bit, but you're good yeah, now. Sorry. I think Henry's so good at what he does, but I think Dominic presents the perfect problems to capitalize on, on where Henry's strong. Hello? Hello. Can you guys uh, hear me? Yep. Yeah. Um, Cause the thing is, is where, I could see this fight being very interesting is that Dominic Cruz has a fucking shit ton of movement. And it's like, you, you can, you would have to watch. There's actually like YouTube videos on like his movements and why he does things and blah, 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 but like sure. watching that and then reacting to her two fucking different things. Real big differences, man. Let, let me like I, I can watch, watch it for, I can watch it for three days straight. Only that video. All right. He does this when he does this. And then he could be in front of me and bet you a lot of that shit's going to make your yeah. body naturally react to what he wants you to react to. Yeah, I'd say you're, I'd say you're correct. It's, it's So there's that, right? And then Donna Cruz is a hard motherfucker to take down anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, then you got to hold him down. That The thing is, you might be able to take him down, but you got to hold him down, right? You got to hold him down. And the thing about Dominic is, and, and this is where, where it'll be interesting. You got to outwork Dominic, right? And man, is he hard to outwork. Mm-hmm. He, he is a hard fucking guy to outwork. And look, I mean, you can judge him off his last fight, which was a long, long time ago. He's been out for a long time. I mean, say what you want. He came back in that first fight with TJ. And however you saw that fight, it's a brilliant performance to come off a four-year sure. layoff straight into a title fight with 
aside, you know, the, the PED allegations aside or, or, or facts at this point aside, one of the best bantamweights of all time in, in TJ and, and Dominic outpoints him and gets the win after a four-year layoff. That's pretty incredible. And the mental fortitude and, and just the, man, just the absolute power of belief that you have to have in yourself and able to do something like that to me is like, I don't know that that can be replicated too many times uh, from yeah. too many different people. Yeah. Yes. So I think you have pros and cons to both those things, right? So yeah. I told you some pro pros already in terms of in Dom's favors, in terms of his movement. He wrestles fucking, he can wrestle. You know what I mean? You said he's hard to take down and he's a hard fucking worker. Like you can't out, out him, if you will. Yeah. But what a lot of people are probably thinking, and what I've got to think is like, He's got shit knees, which means he can't train as hard as he once has. Time is not on his side. He's been out, you know, for so long, you know what I mean? Which on the, it's a double-edged sword because when you've been out for a very long time, I think you kind of can contest this a little bit, like you get this fucking hunger back. Mm-hmm. And you start missing things that, like, you thought you never would miss. Yeah. You know? And I Which, think that they were like, title shot? He was like, ooh, you know what? I am feeling, yeah. I am feeling good enough for this. Had well, he, he gets up. I think the thing about Dominic, right? And, and think about this. How many guys, and, and take the financial motive out of it, right? So financially, there's probably a lot of people that would step into that fight just for the money. I don't think that's the Dominic's reason, right? Dominic is doing this for legacy. And like how many guys are willing to come off another huge layoff right to the best guy in the fucking two divisions, right? So to fight the best guy in two divisions after a this, and this isn't the first time he's done this. He's done this before, you yes. know? So like, he knows he can do it. He knows he can have a long time off. He's so mentally strong. He doesn't allow himself to believe in ring rust. He doesn't give himself any excuses or any outs. Um, and so that's not just going to guarantee him a victory, right? Absolutely. Like Henry should be favored in this fight. If you're, if you're looking at, at paper and, and just, you know, he's been more active and he's, he's got obviously the accolades behind him and he's done some, some really incredible things in, in two divisions, but, but this is Dominic Cruz that is healthy um, and pretty fucking determined, man. And, and uh, just don't be surprised by all means, put your money where you think it's smart. But do not be surprised when Dominic pulls off another huge upset and, and wins his third title. Stylistically, yeah. they're made for each other. Henry stalks people down and goes forward. Dominic's a counterpuncher. Like even we had Michael Chiesa on last episode, or I was talking to Michael Chiesa, and he said that he had some intel from Dominic Cruz, who is long overdue to come on Menace and the Man. We'll have to work that out one day. But yeah, he said tell that. Him, tell him I sent for him. He said oh. that. Dom shouldn't have even been in that fight versus uh, Cody Galbrandt. Like, and even now you're seeing he hasn't fought in three years, so he definitely had some shit going on physically. You know, he hadn't fought in years or fought once in a couple years, and then that one fight he did was to the Magatma, uh What's his name? Mizugaki. Yeah, so he had like a break, then a fight, then more injuries, then he fought three times in one year. So three hard training camps. The I know he had what is it called? Uh, plantar fasciitis. 
Yeah, yeah, I was tearing the bottom of his feet up pretty bad. Yeah, so um, he had a lot of shit going on. So now he's yeah. just really well rested, and he's still young. He's not. He, what is he? I think he's like thirty three or thirty four. Thirty four, I want to say. Maybe thirty. Just turned thirty four in March. Yeah, even if you go, even if we're wrong and we say he's thirty five, that's not. You're not that old yet. You're not there. You know, he's not. He still physically can probably do some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's in that era with Aldo Faber and uh, Chad Mendes and and Joseph Benavidez. Yeah, where all those guys were at title contention, or but they just fucking can't get it. It's just like well, Cruz, they used up their rounds, if you will. Cruz had it though. Cruz was the guy. He beat all those guys you just mentioned. Except for he Aldo. He beat Aldo. He didn't beat Aldo, but that's because they never fought. I think stylistically. He didn't beat Chad Mendez. Um, no, he didn't. Different fight. divisions. Different divisions. I yeah. know that. But that's I just. Why I'm fucking with Stan. I heard Alpha Male. He beat everyone from Alpha Male that he fought. Yeah, up until Cody. Except until for Cody. Cody. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying is like the elite no, of that saying. era. Have, have, are... have those older guys used up their miles. Yes. Yeah. So here we have Nick. We have Nick. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. Eric, have you ever heard of, how do you pronounce his name, Menace? I don't. Nick. I I always call him Gwiz. Gwizadowski? Gwizadowski? Yes, uh, Gwizadowski. Yeah, he's a world bronze medalist, I believe. Would you like to say? He's nasty. He's he's about to come on the show. You want to stay? Yeah. You want to stay on? I'm I'm a fan. All right. We'll bring him in. But yeah, I uh, I was telling Menace, I'm a huge, and I was telling Michael Chiesa, I'm a huge Dominic Cruz fan. He's probably my favorite fighter. Right. On. Like, but you know, back in the day and just over the years, he's one of my favorites. What do we have? We have Nick's balls. Oh, there we go. Now we got his head. Move his balls. <laughs> nah, that's my legs. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see those things, dude. <laughs> you want me to go back to my legs? Let me see those. Let me see. No, I want to see you your like balls, that? dude. Come on. There it is. Sticker mule. Wow. Wow. What's going on, guys? How Just are you? Out. Nick, how do you pronounce that last name? That's a tough one. Gwizdowski. Gwizdowski, yeah. Gwizdowski. So Nick Gwizdowski. I drop out the day. Nick yeah. Gwizdowski. Welcome to Menace and the Man. That's our boy, Eric Uresk. You know Menace. Stan the Man. And now we finally are joined by... Stan the Man and Eric. How's it going? By Eric the Gentleman. Now, what's the nickname? It's Gwiz? Gwiz works, yeah. All right, so we'll go with Gwiz. I was looking. I've never actually looked at my spam folder on Gmail. I thought everything shows up, like, under the ads and stuff like that. So All your porn showed up on there? I was like, how do you find How do you find your spam? And I saw it, and I was like, oh, shit, you emailed me 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I said I didn't think it would be spam. Like, I figured it was legit email and stuff. No, so you know what it is. If you never exchanged an email with the person, that's usually how it goes. It goes into your spam oh, folder. Yep, now you know. So real quick, uh, Stan gave Eric an intro. I'm going to give Nick the intro. Uh, what was it? You were a bronze medalist, world medalist. Was that last year? Two years ago. Uh, not last year. Two years ago. Uh, yeah, two 17 years and 18. Ago. And then... Uh, me, the way I know Nick is me and him went to the same wrestling club in Albany, New York, 
uh, journeyman wrestling. Yes, so I've many been, years I've been ago. Back, yeah, so the, I, I think I was in college. I came back to, you know, get back to the club a little bit, you know. And you were like a sophomore? Or a yeah, junior? Yeah, probably. Either sophomore or junior, yeah. And uh, I think it was when you were just starting fighting, maybe. Or maybe you were at Bloomsbury it somewhere might have been, It might have been. I might have been fighting at the time. But, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, um, Papalicio... Frank Papalicio, who's the owner of Dream and Wrestling, was like, hey, this kid's a stud. Like, get some work with him. I'm like, he's pretty big. <laughs> but I just got in there and fucking pulled on his head for fucking as long as I could. We had a pretty good go. And then, I, you know, we became buds. And I, I watched him throughout the rest of his high school career, like, crushing it. And then he started wrestling for, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Binghamton first. Oh, you're at Binghamton first. And then you went to, oh, you followed Pat. Yeah, went to went to NC State with Pat. Yep. We were, did you go to Binghamton because Pat uh, Pablicio was at Binghamton? Yeah, he was there for one year when I was there. Got you. And then he he left, and you followed him to NC State, became a national champion, and then twice, uh, twice, twice, and then your introduction. Was, you your, know what's you know your what's intro funny is sucks, I, menace. That was a horrible intro. Fuck you. You're like asking He's him for the details. He's a badass fucking wrestler on the Olympic ladder who qual you qualified for the 2020 Olympics that are now canceled, right? Yeah, that was so a better. That's, I mean, I wanted to get you on here and talk about that, man. How the fuck your first Olympics you ever qualify for? Like, hey, your um, whole life's work. Yeah, we're gonna cancel it. Yeah, so it kind of um, how'd it go? Like the. I, I qualified the weight class. So the so USA is still going to the Olympics at my weight class. So at the Olympics, you have to qualify the weight classes. Um, so not every country gets to go. Um, and I qualified that like the, the weekend that all this shit started to happen. Uh, it was at the, the Pan Am qualifier North and South America. We we're up in Canada. Yeah. Um, so I won the, I won that tournament uh, to qualify the weight class in two weeks. It would have been the, um, the Olympic trials where, you know, you find out who from the country is going, uh, but then that got that got chopped. Who's your toughest opponent, Kuhn, right now in that weight? No, Kuhn actually last year he didn't wrestle freestyle. Just Greco, or maybe no, he did huh? wrestle freestyle last year. But he's not qualified for the trials in freestyle. He's just going Greco now. Okay. Um, Gable Stevenson out of Minnesota has been. Okay. He he was number two last year, and and Tony Nelson out of Minnesota, and Penn State's got some guys and. Don Bradley's still wrestling, so it's a it's a it's a legitimate crew of people. All weight classes are in the Olympic year. Like there's only six, so guys consolidate in and get in. So, so now Nick, you follow MMA at all? You an MMA, MMA fan? I do. I I enjoy my MMA for sure. All right. Well, that's who His Eric boy, is. Dude. His boy, dude. His boy is a scrap. Well, menace fights. I was gonna MMA, tell him. Dude something about Eric. So Eric's an OG in the MMA game. He's from Long Island and he now is in San Diego. He coaches like and works with Dominic Cruz, Jeremy Stevens, like a lot of, you know, solid pros. What'd you say? What'd you say, Nick? I said, uh, Darren Caldwell too, right? Yeah. Darren used to be out there. He's he's, uh, gone back to his, his original gym in in California, but we also got a Phil Davis, another, uh, stud wrestler. 
Brian okay, yeah. Hill. Yeah. When was Phil's last fight? Bellator. I know Bellator. that, but when? Not long ago. Mm, not too long ago. Not too long ago. But even yet, yeah, he he's like a staple at Alliance, Phil Davis. Yeah. Like it's almost you don't realize how involved he is with the gym, but then I see him like constantly. He's almost in like everyone's video. Everyone who posts a video on social media, Phil Davis is in the background. Yeah, Phil uh, Davis cool. is actually one of the people I spoke to when I started getting into fighting. Like, hey man, see so you're fighting, and like my mom knows your dad, and like, what's up, dude? Like, what should what do you think? He's like, yeah, come on down to Nitty. Was it Nitty Lions MMA or whatever? Wait. Yeah, he was in Pennsylvania probably at the time. Your mom, yeah, he was. Your mom really knows his dad? Yeah. From PA? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, Phil Davis is Phil. a stud. We got to get Phil on the fucking show. I actually, where, my last fight, I saw Phil in the locker. I'm like, dude, we need to get you on the show. He's like, dude, for sure. So from Alliance, we've had on Eric. We've had on Jessica. We've had on Angela Hill a few times. We've had on Jessica a few times. We've Joey had- Beltran. We've oh Joey was amazing. We love Joey. We got to get Joey back on. We've had on Joey actually sang your praises as well and had some funny stories. And then we had Jeremy on. So yeah, we got to get Dom on. I know you said Katz and Gano's not there anymore, but Katz and Gano's still need to get her on. Phil we'll Davis, Miles Jerry, Miles Jerry. I'd love to get on too. I really want to get Del Fiero, but I I I don't. He doesn't do interviews. Uh, he's, right? he's he's tough to get on camera. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. He doesn't like to do interviews. Nah, he's not, not big on. He's just, 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 he's not in it for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's one of them guys. What is, 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 is Nick going to get into fighting when he's done wrestling? That's what I'm curious. Ooh, about. Oh, he stole my question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it, it looks fun. It looks enjoyable, but, um, I just, I just don't know if that's something I want to do. Like a couple weeks, not a couple months ago, um, when the UFC was here in Raleigh, I, I had tickets to it, went, watched. Um, a couple of guys worked out in our um, in our wrestling room beforehand. I'm like, I don't, I think, I don't think this would be too hard to start to pick up and learn. Which I don't want people to think I'm taking away from those guys. Like, I think it's definitely um, when you're at the elite level, it's an elite skill. It's a rite um, of passage for a wrestler. When you're done competing yeah, in wrestling, you go, you know what, this MMA thing's still here. I still want to compete. Maybe I'll. I'll try this shit. Dude, out. especially at, at heavyweight, the way he he moves really well for a oh big guy. Oh my god! Like he would fuck people up at heavyweight. That's what sure. I was, I was thinking the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, I like, see, for example, I see like, stuff like that. I will admit it is very intriguing. Um, just to just to give it a go and almost like um, I don't know, like Askren did it a little bit, but like just do it for a couple years, and it, of course you say a couple years, and then it turns into right. you know, ten years. <laughs> But just do it for a certain amount of time and see see what you get out of it, whether it's um, a lot of money or, or just to kind of test yourself in a different um, a different field. But it, it 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 interests me. But at the same time, there's other things I'd like to do too. So I really don't know. I'm I'm still like I'll be I'm 27 now, um, but I, I'm in I'm in good shape. Nothing hurts on me or anything. It's just um, if I want to keep wrestling or if I want to, you know, learn MMA or if I want to enter the real world in some other, um, in some other aspect. Yeah. Because the thing like, like for me personally, when I got into MMA it was wrestling kind of got taken away from me. 
you know, I knocked up a chick that I thought would have my kid, but I really didn't knock her up. It really wasn't my kid. So whatever that happened. And then that cleared up. And then I just needed an outlet. You know, I started, I had this like chip in my shoulder because when you're wrestling and someone looks at you, the bar, you're like, dude, I'll fucking double leg you and fucking kill you. Like, you don't even like kick rocks, yeah. you know? But I remember like not training and not competing. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you looking at? Like you lost. And then when I started training again, it was gone, you know? Uh, you were washed up. And the thing is, at the time, it was just like, I'm just going to do it for fun, just for something to do. And then I started smashing everybody in the gym. And I'm like, what? You compete? Oh, okay. And then I started competing. I'm like, wait, wait, you can get paid? And then I started, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, 10 years, then I'm retiring from the UFC, you know? So. Yeah, like when you show what? up with a wrestling background, day one, you're a blue belt, purple belt. And you're well, going to give problems to good guys. No, is is he is clearly an elite a- athlete. So someone like Eric, if he steps into Eric's gym, Eric's like, oh, I'm going to give this guy yeah, the attention he needs. I'm going to fucking, I know I can mold this guy into a goddamn uh, killer. Doors open, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. I, I And I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but I feel like so many people that go into MMA with, with almost no... I don't want to say professional sports background, but like high level athletic background, then there's so many things that like I see happen in, in UFC or Bellator or other fighting outlets. Like, how does that happen? How are you not like prepared, like either physically or how do you, how does, how do these things happen? If like guys getting tired? Yes. Like how do you, like, dude, you, you knew this fight was coming for eight months. How did you gas out in 10 minutes? Like, it's crazy to me. So you gotta, you definitely have like, to try because I, I remember. I know there's a lot to it. Yeah, like my my buddy Mike Cease was like around a twelve, like two times, you know, one twenty five pounder. He could duck yeah. anybody. He was really good, you know. He beat guys in, in the you know in the top five, you know. But then I watched him one time mount a guy, punch the guy, his arms. The guy somehow got out. He couldn't lift his arms. His arms were completely smoked, and the guy beat him. I was like, what? So this guy is a round of 12 wrestler. Fighting amateur went two and two. I was like, I don't get it. I think the mental stress of, of an MMA fight is different than a wrestling match, though. Like, wrestling's harder, but for sure. Wrestling's the hardest sport there is, for sure. I think fighting is the most stressful, though. Yeah. In my opinion. Right? Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Right? Yeah, so one like million match, percent. A wrestling match is hard, and wrestling is the hardest for sure. Like, if you go through a college wrestling season or, yeah. or a freestyle season where it's just a day in, day out grind, that shit is fucking hard. Um, fighting is hard, but it's not that hard, right? But it's way more stressful, and there's just way more on the line in terms of, well, your physical health and like your ego and identity, I think. Because it's a but fight. fighting can be hard. Yeah. It can, yeah, absolutely. Like I remember my fight with Mike Rice. Two fucking elite wrestlers were like, it was a wrestling match, but fighting. Mm. <laughs> you know that shit. I was like, that's shitty. You should get paid extra for that. Oh, well, I did. They got the <laughs> we got the bonus. That's good. Yeah. No, I I enjoy and 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 there's not and there's a lot of things I don't um. I I don't I can't account for because I've never done it. Um. But I, I don't think the um, 
like a lot of people say like oh dude the training's way easier it's nowhere as hard as wrestling um and, and stuff like that I like well, you don't have to walk around and stand over in a wrestling stance for two hours yeah yeah but it becomes you know you know what's hard about mma is like wrestling you just wrestle wrestle every day where you just get so conditioned to wrestling that you could fucking you can do it like with your eyes closed you know and then with mma yeah. it's like where do i put like it's like uh mma you have too many yeah. tools to learn like well no there you have four buckets where do you put all your rice you can't fill every bucket to no. the top yeah where do you put your rice evenly you know for you to have the best so it's a weird yeah. the most in each bucket possible yeah yeah, because if oh, you if you don't spread that rice equally, you're gonna have a weakness somewhere. I, I have a theory about that in training wise that, that I, I start to do with guys now. Um, if you're not in fight camp, like fight camp, you're putting everything together. But if you're not in fight camp, I think you should be periodizing your training, like heavily focused on like boxing or heavily focused on grappling for blocks of like three to four or five weeks at a time, so that you can really build those individual skill sets. And then have a cycle where you put everything together. Um, and, and I think that's the way to get the best at each individual thing. You can't stay awesome at everything all the time. But you can build the individual skill sets by making an in-depth study at them. Um, so if you can't wrestle, yeah. your ass needs to wrestle for fucking for, for a six-week block and, and like nothing else. Or even longer. What, what do you think? Let's say there's four or five buckets. Like for, for in my head, there's a wrestling bucket a striking bucket, an endurance bucket, and probably a jiu-jitsu bucket. Do you think there's another bucket? I kind of uh, had I kind of had the boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Those are my buckets. Bo- boxing and kickboxing go hand in hand. What do you mean? Mm, not really. Can you fucking inflict pain on the guy? Nah, you can either throw you have good hands or you have and you have <laughs> no, no you kicks. Boxing, and, if you all right, no boxing, just kickboxing. Because I've watched Kickboxers just throw hands before. Okay. So you're saying kickboxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. But even no, then. No, I'm saying the same way striking. We're, wait, wait. saying striking. The striking. Same, the same way we're combining striking, we can combine grappling. Yeah. But you um, I'm, I'm saying wrestling is taking the fucking guy down to the ground. So you can put like wrestling and jiu-jitsu in control. But wrestling is also riding. Yes, but yeah. But. I'm talking about jujitsu in terms of like breaking limbs and choking people unconscious. That's so you're saying yes, they can be kind of mixed a little bit, but because you can drill submissions all day and you know what I mean, but and off your back. So you're saying how many buckets exist? I'm gonna say four. There's like strength and conditioning. There's submissions. There's striking, and then there's takedowns, right? I think I, I, I didn't. I didn't give him like real like wrestling. The only thing, I just... the only thing on that is the the two two things on what Eric said with his period periodization of training. I agree with that because when you learn skills, you spend a lot of time learning skills, and you can go away from that skill, and your brain is still working to figure out how that skill is, is executed. Like you may not have the the footwork or the hands or the the correct technique, it may feel very weird for a time, and then you go away from that move and come back to it weeks, months, however long later, and you start doing it. You're like, wow, this actually feels pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. It's something I've recognized a lot in my um, in my wrestling, and I've also I've read about it in a couple different books. Where like your brain is still in the back of your mind, you're not thinking about, it, but still trying to figure out how that how that works and what can what it can do to figure out and make it work. So um, that time off, even though you're not doing the move regularly, you're still getting better at it in a way, just because your brain found this problem and it's trying to figure it out. Um, but as for the other bucket, I do the. You say the, the the strength and conditioning endurance. I feel like maybe that should always be there. I don't that know. If you're, that's if you're in every not, bucket. Don't have a, well, no, don't no, have a, hang on. I, you can attack you that bucket by itself, but sometimes you can fill that bucket by doing the other three buckets hard. Yes. Like I, if you if you lift and and those things, I think that should always be there, just because that's kind of like your maintenance and and staying healthy. Yeah, but some, hang on, Nick, I'm gonna, from being in there, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't fucking feel like lifting right now because I have the spar later. And I want my sparring to be fucking on point. So there's this weird. No, the- well, even Nick, long story short, Eric's out in California, San Diego. He's waiting to train you whenever you're ready to get your first fight in. Me and Menace are starting to put on shows and we talked to Eric about maybe coming in and competing. So we'll do your first amateur fight. You get one or two amateur fights with us, then you go pro. Or you just I'm, go pro. If I'm an amateur, it's going to be with Cage Wars up in Schenectady. No, come down to New York City. Whoa. I mean, hang on. I mean. Do one and one. One with Cage Wars, one with us. Hang on. We'll fucking offer a goddamn prom- promotion up in Schenectady for him. He wants to be in his hometown, dude. He'll sell oh, that mother out. Dude, there's, a, there's already they got a good uh they got a good promotion up there. That's oh been no, selling out C- Cage Wars is great. Cage Wars is a great amateur yeah. promotion. I've seen a lot about them, and they have the the northern New York State on lock. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Tommy Marcelino is an owner in it. Um, and I went to one of their shows, and uh, it was like I don't know the casino was sold out, so it was maybe maybe a thousand, two thousand people ish in the ballroom and it was like there's some trashy fans um a couple strippers as i, the, I was gonna as, say trashy girls oh, those are my favorite yeah yeah it was it was a great show i had a hell of a time <laughs> was, um, there was an illegal need to a grounded opponent um there was a couple big knockouts that's what i want to see in my in my amateur mma i want to see a guy you know get gassed out and then come back i want to see a guy get his ass beat the whole time and then, you know, land a big strike. That's what I enjoy watching. I enjoy watching. It may not be great technical fighting, but it's good entertainment value. So like we've had, um, Bo nickel on the show. He's going into MMA when he's done wrestling. Nick, Nick, Nick Piccinini just decided he's going to AKA. He's getting into MMA after his wrestling career. So it's a rite of passage for wrestlers. When, if you want to get an Olympic medal first, though, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him get an Olympic medal first because he 100 can. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's I'm, a big deal. I'm with you with that. Yeah. So after you get that I'm Olympic with, gold, that. after you get that Olympic gold, MMA is waiting for you. Well, if you're hey, real quick, real quick, Nick, what the fuck is going on in the OTC right now? Where I remember, like, when I was coming up through high school and even in college, like. We weren't going to tournaments and dominating like we are now. Like, you're on the podium for first. I mean, uh, we got, like, we're four or five weight classes. We're, like, on the podium hard, if not taking first. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are they doing over there? Yeah, we, we uh, won Worlds it, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually – it's going on at the universities. Um, 
with the the regional training center model that's out there with the the universities having clubs and donors supporting the athletes and There's more volume of guys um a, a volume but also your quality of guys now your your top level guys um if you want to make money in the sport you don't have to be a, an assistant coach anymore so here um, menace do we just I'm sorry to interrupt you, Nick. Yeah, send them. Bring them in. Like Al Jermaine and Jake Ellenberger just showed up on our thing. Do we just bring them in? Throw a party yep. here? Yep. Can I ask a question real quick before Yep. Uh, Go for it. Has, has the training methodology trained too? Because it seems like the like we used to have the Dan Gable like kill yourself every day and, and guys were just burning out real fast. Whereas it seems like guys hey, are hang on, can you re 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 I want to get those other two guys in there. I want to tell them the topic, and then I want them to have input on the same. That's a great question. Yeah. Bring him in, Stan. They're coming. There he is. Who we hey, got Dennis, here? What are all those containers behind you? G Fuel. Aljo. Aljo, what's up, big dog? What up, fellas? Do you know the Olympian down here, Nick Grodowski? I said, I put the <laughs> Z in there. <laughs> Hey, it's a holiday we're celebrating on this side. <laughs> oh, Jake Ellenberger, do you know Rick? Wait, that's Jake. Jake? That's yeah, oh, we got shit. the gang in here. Work, dude. Work. <laughs> hang on, so hang on. So he's he's uh qualified for the, the 2020 Olympics, obviously got canned. Uh team USA is fucking crushing it right now. And Eric Uresk had a fucking dope question. I wanted you guys both to hear it. So you guys can, you know, have an input on it as well. Go ahead, Eric, crush it. Yeah, so my question to Nick was, do you feel like the U.S. success has been because the training methodology is trained to, like, it's not the Dan Gable kill yourself every day method anymore, where it seems like a lot more technical. Like, the way the guys train in Dagestan, it's a lot more technique-based. And you see, like, USA wrestlers wrestling through positions better, and it looks like they're, they flow a lot, a lot more looser in the exchanges now. Yeah, I, I I have a couple um, a couple theories on that. So I think yes, with everything we're we're much smarter in our training now, um, and we have better our better athletes are staying in the sport longer. Um, our development at younger ages is far higher. So we're sending guys consistently to the the cadet world championships, the juniors, the U twenty threes. And they're winning medals. So those guys are coming up through and either at the senior level or pushing the senior level. But then the um, the the other part was the, the rules that they are now, the two three-minute periods. Right. This is like the best possible rule set for us. Hmm. Um, this rule set is very fair um, and, it, and it matches our style of wrestling well. It, it, it takes the official out of it for the most part. Um, so it's a combination of things, but those are, those are kind of my biggest things. And, and just like all sports, like people are getting smarter in their training. You know, you realize you don't have to go for, I rarely have practices that are two hours. You know, my norm practice is an hour 30, hour 35 whistle to whistle, you know? So, so stuff like that, you, you know, you become to, you, you understand like you got to have your hard days, but you also got to have your easy days. Mm. Um, I don't need to, I don't need to go in the wrestling room and, and you know, um, get in wars with guys every day. 
But if I get tested every now and again, every, you know, maybe once a week or so, that's fine. I don't need to get into war with another guy that weighs 275 pounds yeah. three days a week. <laughs> that, that doesn't help me. Yeah. So, Jake, Jake and Aljo, when you guys were wrestling, how was your guys? I mean, I feel like you guys were the same like era as me. It was like fucking go your hardest every single day. Yeah. We got a lot of guys. They never made it to uh, to nationals because of that. I feel like we always had a lot we're of burnt injuries. out by the end. Yeah, they burnt out or they get banged up during the season and they peak during the middle of the season as opposed to towards the end where where it really counts, you know. And obviously, like like uh, Nick said, you have to have those hard days. You have to push yourself and uh, test yourself mentally when you get in those tough situations and those matches. But at the end of the day, even like for, for MMA, like now you see a lot more guys doing touch sparring, kind of like the ties do it, as opposed yeah. to just beating the crap out of each other. Guys still beat the crap out of each other on a regular basis. But Does mean you've done both. We've done yeah. touch, we've done let's that. move around, let's work. It's a, and then we've had, hey, you're trying to kill me, I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> but the thing is, is, is in terms of touch sparring, you could only do with certain yeah, people. Please. It has to be this like, hey, man, we're just working. Because then you get those some guys that the gym heroes are like, you get you're touching they're like, oh yeah, we're doing that. Like, yeah, yeah. like whoa, dude. I always loved to work with you personally because we mean you could just get some good work in. It's a good flow. You know, you can get you can get good good looks. Same thing for wrestling. You could get good looks. People could give you looks for potential opponents that you might be facing in tournaments and stuff. And uh, I think when you have a partner you can trust who's educated just like you, it makes it a little bit easier and a lot safer for you on the body. But sometimes I come into the room, I'm like, yo, today's a hard day. Or if we're sparring, I'm like, we're going to go. Or today's a hard day, I'm just going to push myself. You could try to take my head off, but I'm letting you know I'm trying to take you down as many times as I can to try to exhaust myself. And that's the way I try to, yeah. to, to tell my training. So I, I agree. I think um, us changing our style of wrestling definitely plays a big benefit compared to the guys who are international, where you see those guys just so lax, and you're like, yo, how do you guys wrestle at such a high level and this is how you train? But we're yeah. programmed to train like that. So it's good to see a little bit of a switch up, and now we're yeah. starting to really push through on that level. And we're, we're, ha we're we still have our, um, our kind of core values of, of going out there, controlling the ties, setting the pace. But, but we are, we are much better at getting out of those control ties. Um, our overall stance and position where we would previously get exposed on some things from foreign competitors. Um, but also after, after, we won the worlds in 17. There's been a, a little bit of a shift. Our coaches have said our national team coaches, cause they study this and it's like, there's a different, um, the, the foreigners now, when you go out there, there's, they're sharper, they're more ready. It's no longer like, Oh sweet. I got the American. This will be easy. He'll just go hard. And I'll, I'll beat him here, 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 you know? And it's, they, they're, they're more focused on us. Um, they know we're going to come out harder in certain positions in a certain uh, like beginning of the matches, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, they're definitely more prepared too. They recognize it and it's things other countries are doing to prepare for us as well. So, so you up on their radar, you're doing something right. You're getting, yes. their, you're getting their attention. So yeah, real so quick we'll menace. We got to almost do the introduction. So we oh, got yeah, go Jake, the juggernaut Ellenberger coming in and joining us. We got yeah. Aljamain. I'm going to your name's not the funk mess anymore. It's the tool man. Aljamain, the two-man Sterling. Why the two-man? Because he's been... I, I, fix it. Makes to fix it. Bro, every day I, I look at his stories and he's like, yo, I spent the whole day or the whole night watching fucking how to do things videos on YouTube. 
And then I I see him doing shit. So me being a carpenter my whole life, I see Aljo spackling, sheetrocking, laying down flooring and shit. He's doing big things over there. Oh, he's doing it. Yeah. So Jake and Aljo, welcome. We got Gwiz, Eric Uresk. So Gwiz, uh, bronze medalist in the world's Olympic wrestler, Eric Uresk. Big heavyweight. Yeah, big boy. (laughs) Eric Uresk, Long Island legend. Uh, MMA fighter, coach at Alliance, coach at Puka Top Team. So now we got Alliance, uh, Alliance MMA. Yes. Yeah, Stan, who are you though? Ah, oh, damn. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, who is Stan? Stan the man. I used to train. Stan he just rides my coattails. Not at all. Is <laughs> <laughs> Dennis's water boy? <laughs> so I've, tra- I've trained my whole life. So I've trained with wow. Aljo. I used to train with Eric back in the day, and I used to choke Menace out in practice. Never, but Stan is the reason why Menace and the Man's a thing. <laughs> Menace beat me one day, one oh day gosh. ever, and then from you that day it? on, I beat him every day after that. No, <laughs> one day ever. Okay. Anyways, uh, Wait, so I, who's watching Submission Underground this weekend? I, I have one question. One question. All right, go ahead. Um, for Nick, uh, what was one of those positions you were you were talking about that uh, I guess the foreigners would typically capitalize on on like U.S. competitors? Um, I think, I think honestly, it's probably control ties, two on one wrist ties, uh, underhooks, um, positions where if, if you hang out in too long, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Those, those type of things. And, and we've been getting a lot better and I don't know, it still happens to me when I wrestled in December, I got my ass kicked. I let a guy leave an underhook in too long, um, and blew the match open. Now, you know, real quick, I got another question, Nick. Yo. Oh, uh, is I mean, obviously, I didn't wrestle on your level, but I wrestled some international. I never locked hands with an opponent like this. <laughs> I see like those Russians doing all the like a lot of guys in like these like mercy Risky. hand ties. I would always grab wrists. Yeah, I never like, see, I see this like a this. lot with you guys. How's it even happened? Yeah, I, I, your hands. Not, I don't like doing that. Um, but I don't know. It's like they do it and then, you know, kind of leaves it up to the ref for who to warn. And then they'll come in and try to slap the hands. And then while they're doing that, you know, they're they're plotting to do some other shit. Because they use it as like a you fucking, just, like a, as a pull down, right? They're, they're up to something. Huh? They use it as like a, they, they interlock their hands and they use it as like a, a pull down. Yeah, like a, a snap or just wait for the ref to come in. And then they act like, oh, I don't know, we grab my hand. <laughs> you know, point at him like, Dude, you're full of shit. Uh, but uh, anyways, this weekend is Submission Underground, and my main man, the homie, Jake Ellenberger, is competing. Oh no way! Yeah. <laughs> is that a is that a forehead scratch? I see Jake. He's uh, he's training. Is that yeah. from training or a kid did that? Cut a fingernail across the forehead. So <laughs> I is get banged all, up. I get all, more banged up wrestling than I do any MMA sparring training. <laughs> Just wrestling, grappling. I get way more jacked up. So with the, with the quarantine going on, what's the what's the? Sorry, it's my two year old. Yeah, just dude, I just take my kids. I fucking I give them the rock bottom, the choke slam, and the power bomb. Oh, and the fucking uh, remember the razor's edge, Ramon, yeah. uh, <laughs> Razor Ramon. My kids get razor's edge all the time. Yeah. That's actually my favorite. Torture rack. I give I give them all. Yes. <laughs> well, they're not quite long enough to get the full torture rack. There's yeah. like around my neck like a scarf. <laughs> yeah. So, 
But anyways, what's the what's training been like for getting ready for this? Yeah, it's it's been weird the last few weeks, but you know, I mean, I, I I've been doing a lot of garage workouts. You know, you can get a few guys. Gyms are all shut down, so it's you know, get a few good drill partners, good guys like uh, technique. So I, I've actually been training a lot with uh, Robert Drysdale. He's he's been he's been awesome. Um, nice. So yeah, we can get some good good training, good rounds in. So preparing for this weekend, but yeah, man, it's it's been fun. It's been good. So the the jujitsu for you, you just like fucking around is it like hey you're gonna try to attack this has like a little side career on top well, last time we talked you actually had your hands in something else what uh help, help I, me out help me out i forget about? last time we remember stan <laughs> last time we had him on he was like no man what i'm doing right now is like you know it's a really i'm gonna make a pretty good living and i think he kept it secret, secret. oh he had something brewing right yeah he had something <laughs> brewing it's, been, uh, well, it's I, been a minute I, since I do, we had Jake on. It's kind of, yeah, I, I do, do I do, I'm a partner like in a payment processing company. It's not really the most exciting. I enjoy it, but it's, a, you know, financial kind of services type of uh, okay. business. But, you know, that, that's like talking about that's kind of like talking about watching the paint dry, you know, it's yeah, not the most exciting, that. but. If it pays any bills, it's awesome. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> especially post fighting career. Cause that's obviously something that a lot of fans and people wonder about is where do fighters go once they're done fighting. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, even this grappling too, like Chael puts on a great show. Um, it, it, for me, it's, it's obviously a lot less stressful than a fight, but uh, yeah, for sure. You come out, we're coming, I'm coming out to win. It's, it's not, you know, let's just see what happens. It's like, no, I'm coming out to win. It's like, you know I mean? There's no, there's a lot, like I said, a lot less things to worry about, but it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun competing in it, though. Now I know he hasn't put out the the location. Are you in California? Or are you in Oregon? No, I'm in Vegas right now. Vegas. So is that where this next one is? Or we no, don't know. No, it's in Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. So how are you getting there? Flight? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. The last time I flew there, there was one other person on my flight. One other lady. So you're definitely planning us, you know, sleeping on all three, all three of those chairs. That was my favorite thing: getting on a flight and nobody yeah. sitting next to me. Like, fuck yeah, fucking laid out this bitch. Yeah, but and they got to be. I mean, think about how much money they're losing. A flight from here, a three-hour flight, like two people on it. It's unreal. So now even Aljo, I remember we were going to potentially get you to grapple for us before this quarantine fucked everything up. Have you spoken to Chael about jumping back on a submission underground? Uh, I mean, we were talking about something in the future, but um, nothing came to fruition because uh, the coronavirus came out and started attacking everybody. <laughs> Bro, they shut us down. We were thinking after April didn't happen, we were like, yo, maybe we'll go for May 30th. Right after Labor Day, a fucking a nice weekend. And then who is it? De Blasio said, nope, no events in the five boroughs till July. So now we're like, all right. And even if you're going to be that first event in July, you're doing it in front of 100 people. Nobody's coming out for that first event. We're going to be guinea pigs at that point. Go up to Saugerties for an event. (laughs) Hey. It's not a bad idea. Go up to like the Elks Lodge in Saugerties or something. Yeah. I th- hey, I think he's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, even that. So Jake, once we get something going, we'd love to have Jake Allenberger. We talked to Eric before, and we talked to Aljo, 
Nick, yeah, once I was you, down till the virus hit. Bro, we were so obviously you guys know, like an MMA fight, you want six to eight weeks, twelve weeks to prepare, but a grappling match, three Give weeks, week. yeah, yeah, a fucking week, like a, a couple days. So we were waiting for like that couple weeks before the match to start putting some shit out. Like, we were going to do Aljo. We had maybe Pedro Munoz. We had... Didn't he say uh, he was down? Brian Kelleher. Yeah. We had a couple guys that we were like, Didn't Yo. Munoz say he was down? Munoz hey. was down initially, but then he booked a fight that wound up falling out oh, because right. of this whole coronavirus. I would have loved that because we fought and it was all stand-up. And then for us to grapple and actually see who's a better grappler, that would have been some fun. But fuck, man. Yeah, that would have been, been a good time. So now, Aljo, how were you and Munoz? It was good or bad blood, or what's the situation there? Because he's a cool dude. Bad, no? No, he's a cool dude. We, after both of our UFC debuts, after the fight, he fought Rafael Sunsell short notice. I fought Cody Gibson short notice. Obviously, he fought a much higher-ranked guy, and it didn't go his way. Um, and we talked about potentially training with each other later on. Uh, I fought Mizugaki three fights later, and uh, we were talking about doing a video together, breaking down the, that technique. Um, me going out to Cali, getting some work in with him. And then next, you know, a couple of years later, we're about to fight each other. And then I remember him and the whole thing with him popping for something and his whole camp, there was like four people, uh, Kevin Casey, him and like two other people and, um, whatever. I think Silva was, Anderson Silva was one of those guys, but whatever. I, I just said, I always, someone asked me about it. I said, yeah, I don't know whatever happened with that. And then I guess he heard about that from an interview. Someone was starting shit, one of the, the journalists, and uh, it, it just caught a little fire, caught a little wind, and it just spiraled out of control. I was like, I don't hate the guy, but the facts are the facts. You got caught with something. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was intentional. I don't give a shit. I'm just asking whatever happened with that. Kind of got swept under the rug. He served his, his suspension, and no one ever talked about it again. So um, after he got pissed off, I was like, you know what? Maybe I just keep poking a bear. And uh, see what happens. And he got really he was, right the, was he right above you or no? Um, no. We, I think we were like like five and, and yeah, like close five and six. Yeah. And he, he was ranked fifth because he just knocked out Garbrandt. And um, I think I was six or seven. So I would. Have to you're pretty check. good at that. Like someone like above you, you're like, hey, you. <laughs> you wanna be no? Okay. <laughs> How about now? Yeah. I think I do it in a playful way. I don't think I'm ever like. No, I agree. I think you're pretty good. And some people are like, they get super sensitive about. It. Like, I just realized I I got blocked by actually your guy Dominic Cruz, and I was like, he blocked me on Instagram, blocked me on Twitter. I'm like, dude, I wasn't even talking shit to you. I was talking shit to Henry Cejudo. It was kind of at his expense, but I was like, dude, if Dana, you know, if brutal man Cruz can't make it, just hit me up, and I'll take on that 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 guy, triple clown or whatever. And then. And I guess he saw a couple of those posts and he didn't like it. I mean, what do you want me to say? If I don't know, this is the fight game. He was supposed to, I thought he had the most thickest skin out of everybody and whatever. Long story short, Pedro and I are good. Um, you know, it was good to have a little animosity blown up the, you know, get some eyes on the fight. And uh, I think we went out there and we both put on a really good show. Yeah. Cause I definitely, I definitely put a little fuel out there. I was like, so he beat you in the MMA match. <laughs> you want to try and beat him in the graphic match. What do you but even so we usually have people on that we know a little bit and we have some type of correlation with men has fought them men has trained with them i know them a little bit or it's like someone that like we almost like just relevance so we got pedro munoz we were like i was like yo menace you know him he's like no i'm like the only connection we really have to him is he fought aljo 
And then he came on. He was one of the coolest motherfuckers we ever had on. Yeah, he was pretty. He's a cool there. dude. Like we, he was we, a cool dude. We took a picture in the hospital together. We were both uh, both of our legs were banged up to bits, and uh, I popped the capsule in my left thumb. So uh, yeah, it was fun, man. When you have a fight like that, and you guys both go after it, no one quits, no one's giving up. You, there's always a mutual respect. And at the end of the day, he's chasing the same thing I'm chasing. I have no animosity against none of these guys. Yeah. But when it comes to signing the dotted line and we're, we're going to have to pump the fight up, if you're not willing to do it, one of us has to. And For sure. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just my personality. I never have any hard feelings towards it. And I like a little banter because now it gives us a little bit more of a wager to fight for because now it's like bragging rights. Yeah. And um, some people don't like it. Some people think it's it's not cool or it's disrespectful to the yards. I mean, to each his own. I think it's it's like being in the backyard playing a pickup basketball game. Right. You guys shooting the you're shit like, you know, I'm yeah. going to get you or you're going to get me. It's it's fun. To me, it's, but it's just more consequences. We're just really beating the piss out of each other. Yeah. Like, I mean, because four people in this room have fought. But all of us, except for Stan, has come from a wrestling background where there is really no shit talking. If you do talk shit, you're like the fucking villain in the fucking gymnasium. Yeah, I kind of think I get fucking packed. That's why I like Thomas Gilman. Gilman Why? Wait, wait. Nobody talks shit in wrestling. People talk shit in wrestling. Not really. Nah, it's looked down on, man. Not really, but now, I feel like now there's kids that are getting a little bit more cocky. Uh, You got that kid, Nick Soriano. You got the Gilman kid. Wait, who's the other kid? Um, Who's the kid kid going through it with Gordon Ryan? Um, Yeah, Pat Downey. Pat Downey. Yeah. Bro, that dude, yeah, he talks shit. But I think those guys are all MMA fans, and they see MMA guys kind of doing it, and they're kind of taking it into their sport. I'm not agreeing with it, but I think it makes it more exciting because the match has it. more weight. It has I, more weight. I like, like it, yeah. Now you're going to have some personality. You know? Yeah, so what I'm saying is, like, it's – I'm happy. Like, for me, like, just – I tried it a little bit, and then I lost. I'm like, I can't do it. Again. It was just, it was just <laughs> too much pressure. Worst. And, like, I just – you know, because I remember being, like – Conor McGregor, he fucking sucks. And then I was getting ready to fight fucking, uh, I was getting ready to fight. Uh, Lamas. Lamas. And I'm like, he's not faster than me. He's not stronger than me. He can't take me down. He can't sit at me. How does he win? Someone played that clip of me saying that. And then he jabs me. I drop and he chokes me out. I'm like. <laughs> Yo, even that. Like, so Menace. The internet is, wins. Menace is like dumb, <laughs> humble. And then when you were fighting Lamas, they had that video on like embedded where you were running on the treadmill and you were like, who's running as fast as me at this high altitude? <laughs> Nobody. And you started naming names. And then as soon as you fucking lost to Lamas, it was like, oh, man, like that's yeah. going to that's go- that's coming back. From there, I was like, let me just be me. I'll just be a funny goof and I'll fight people. That's going to be my my thing you, you guys know. know though you get caught it happens if you talk shit you get uh, caught sometimes it happens and it's yeah, funny yeah. Anything, anything you ever say that <laughs> is it's always going to be recorded it'll they'll, <laughs> they'll replay it 10 years later and you're like you gotta be kidding me. i've had interviews where i've said something that i don't even remember saying like, <laughs> we're talking like in in like the back room behind a curtain and somebody's like it's on youtube you know before a fight you're like what yeah. When was your UFC yeah, debut, Jake? Petty, uh, journalists in MMA. There's some like real petty journalists. Like, oh, oh Joe, man. journalism's horrible. We're not MMA media. I said it to yeah, Megan Anderson. Two, two guys talking. I said, Megan, and you're you're in it. Like, Menace Dennis hates Paul. when I say this, but I said it to Megan Anderson last week. We're just two idiots that get people on and we ask them questions. Don't consider us media or journalists yeah. or anything like that. 
I, I just need- like shooting the shit with the with the guys, really. I think have guys on. Let's have a little gym talk and then fucking. <laughs> hey, good luck on your fight coming up. Your competition. Something media does too. <laughs> they'll play the fence. They'll be like, "Oh no, Aljamain, so you're fighting so and so. We think you're gonna win this fight." Then they'll get so and so on and be like, "We think Aljamain's a very good opponent for you, and you're gonna win this fight." Like they talk out of both sides of the mouth, and they'll yeah, say yeah, the no, same I, I, thing. I, I'm a big. Uh... As much as it probably doesn't help me in what I do or stuff like that, it's like, I just keep my mouth shut. And I, you know, I'll, I'll show up and I'll wrestle. I'll give it my best. But I'm not going to, um, you know, say something that isn't me. Because then, like, what Dennis said was like, that's not me. So why am I acting like something that isn't me? Then it's right. just, geez, sure. like, look at, look at Henry. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, like dude, uh. like. You're, you're, all he does is just piss people off by being so cringeworthy. It's like, Henry, that's not fucking you, dude. And <laughs> that's not him, though. That's yeah, a character. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, yeah but the thing is, it's just so not natural. It's like, it's like, dude, I'm not gonna spend my time trying to, trying to be some villain or shit. Aljamain's like, got to deal with that shit every day. I'm gonna be. Oh, man. I got his post notifications me. on, so I just chirp him every time he posts something. I just chirp him. <laughs> Bro, the world that's, we're in now. That's a full time job. It is. It is. But the thing is, like, from where he came from was such an honorable. I mean, what he's doing now, <laughs> hey, he, you know, he's still, you know, he's a champ right now. He fucking beat some really good guys. Like, yeah, he, he works. Did. I mean, he's a good fighter overall. I'm not, I'm going to sit here, like, Aljo's my boy. I want him to fight and do well. You know what I mean? But. I mean, look at like where, where he came from, like running around with the flag to like what he is now. It's like, what the fuck happened? At least it never would have. funny, you know? Yeah, but hang on. The thing is, is listen, he's trying to make money and he's doing a good job with like people watching like, man, what the fuck is he doing? I want to see him get his head knocked off. They're still tuning in. Yeah. So, Jake, are you still watching fights now that you're retired? For sure. Always. So so we'll go around Robin real quick here. Obviously, May 9th, Dana says he's putting on a card. Dominic Cruz versus Henry Cejudo is one of the fights. Who do you got in that? Did they make? Geez, I didn't. Even, I got a guy <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. On the spot. I mean, it, you know, it, it's hard to. You can, you can put two of You can put who you want to win, who you put your money on. Sometimes I do that. Well, you know, I mean, listen, see who knows how to compete, man. He steps up. He does. Um, Cruz, world champion. Like he, I don't, it's it's a tough one to call. To be honest, really is. If Cruz. At his best, man, he can beat anybody. I think so. So okay. you didn't answer the question. I, I'm I like, no, no, I was going to say. Oh, just because you could play the fence he's a if you younger. want to. It's a big chat right <laughs> now. You can play younger? the fence. Watch this. So Nick, Cejudo, Dominic Cruz, who do you got? No um, Mr. Feenies. No Mr. Feenies. I'm going to go say Hudo. I haven't, I haven't seen any of them fight in a mad long time. So you're um, going with the wrestling buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with him just because he's he's kind of beating a lot of guys lately. And I, I don't, when was last time Cruz fought? Four years ago. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. End of 2016. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll go Henry. And I don't. I watch fights, but I don't. Um, if they're not free or if it's not like a big card, I, I won't watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. You're not, you're not, not going gonna, out of your way to make sure you see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Eric, fair. Eric, who you got? I mean, as I'm going with my guy, you know. What I'm <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> look, look. Henry should be the favorite, right? I mean, he, he, he should justifiably be the favorite. I, um, 
just don't be surprised when Dominic pulls some magic out of his ass because he's done it before after a four-year layoff. Um, it's like that kind of, like I said earlier, that kind of mental toughness to be able to come off four years against the top guy in the sport at that weight, right, is, is, is pretty amazing. And if you can do that once, you, can, you, you know what it takes to do it, you can do it again. And, yeah, uh, I think uh, just don't be surprised. Dominic will go to those dark places, and so will Henry. I think it, I think it's going to be who can go like a little bit deeper. You know, it's going to be who can outwork who. I think in this fight is going to be it's going to be a battle of workhorses. You know, guys, guys with heavy output. So it's uh, I'm excited for the matchup. I feel real good about it. And it's definitely easier it's to it's, it's earn a title than to um, hold a title, for sure. So now Aljo, you might be fighting the winner of this one. What do you got? Hopefully. I mean, we never know. I mean, it's the Dana White show. So I just sign the paper and fight who they tell me to at this point. But um, it's, it's a good fight. Very competitive. Um, Like Eric said, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Dominic comes out and, and pulls out some crazy shit. My, here's, here's my breakdown. Dom's not the greatest jujitsu guy. So if he does get one of those um awkward takedowns which he's very good at where he missed times he hits the misstep and uh, he switch stances he throws the right hand he weaves under almost like a duck under if he does get one of those takedowns and, and manages to get behind so you know like he did uh mighty mouse and he takes him down then what you know it's one of those things where he took mighty mouse down multiple times and this is just me breaking down the assessment from what i've seen from both guys in the past uh he had a hard time keeping mighty mouse down and i would imagine that Sayudo is going to be just as exposed if not more um, he's had more time to train. I think if, if Cruz were to win, he would have to uh, finish him early. I just can't see him going 25 minutes the distance if Sayudo could put on the pace like he did to Marlon in that halfway through that second round and, of course, in the third. Um, early on, I think it's going to be dangerous for Henry in the beginning. I think that's where Dom has to really open up and uh, land some, some strikes that can really slow down and make Henry respect them. But if not, I think the latter rounds – you have to go with the guy who's who's been in a full training camp this entire time. I think that's the that's the big X factor, and we saw Cruz fight pretty emotional against um, in his last outing, and he did say that his foot was uh, a big hindrance in that, and hopefully his foot is healed up. I would like to see a real competitive fight, and again, it's a short notice fight, so don't expect what the guy could do in such a short amount of time, especially during a quarantine period. I don't know who he's training with. Um, but go play the game out. Got some good guys around him. And uh, if I have to pick someone, I have to go with the favorite. But again, I would not be surprised if, if Cruz can pull Jameson, something out. I I mean, this. Hey, buddy. Come on, go watch a game, bud. <laughs> you guys are killing I, me. Please, I could have seen him submitting stop. him. Please stop. But I could see him maybe punting Sayudo's head. But just go watch your game out there. I gave you the phone. <laughs> Please, buddy. Come on. Come yeah. on, Slade. Jake, just bring him, bring him on the podcast. We'll ask him who he thinks is going to win. Oh. <laughs> what do you got yeah. there, Jake? You got all boys, Sorry right? That. What's that? You got all boys, right? Uh, I got two boys and a baby girl. Oh. I <laughs> So, how old is the baby girl? The baby girl's new. Um, eight months. Okay, so yeah, we haven't had you on in about eight months. Yeah. Okay, so congratulations on that. Congrats, yeah, congrats. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Dan, who you got? I'm ah, uh, it's one of those ones. Mister Know It All. Where I'm rooting, I'm actually rooting for Dominic Cruz. I would love to see that story of you haven't fought in three, four years, and you come back and win. But I think Cejudo is going to win. 
Who, do, who do you got, Menace, with your fucking G Fuel Tower? Yeah. I got a G Fuel Tower. So what? You jealous? Yeah. He is jealous. Uh, I just, I, uh, so here's, here's another aspect that I haven't brought up yet is like, and I'm sure, you know, Eric, Aljo, Jake, you fought someone where you're like, this guy is not my level. I don't really have to really prepare as hard as if he was, you know, the title holder for, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it yeah. might like, there's a chance, you know, Henry's been the champ for, you know, like, really? You're going to give me this guy on short notice? Like, he may come in and take him a little bit lightly, which would be a huge mistake. But I don't think he's doing that, though. I don't I think so either. That. But what I'm he's... saying is it, it's like even we had Eric Albaracine, Cejudo's coach. They like flew people in. They set up like an in-house training camp. They built like I seen Aljo. You just built a home gym. They yep. built a home gym and they were training at home during the quarantine. Or during this whole thing. So he's been getting some some type of reps in. Yeah. It's a tough fight, man, for both guys. I mean, you got the size factor of Dominic Cruz and, and the speed, and you got the explosiveness of a guy who's really short to the ground. He's a 25er by trade, but, you know, him coming up a weight gives him a little bit of advantage in the speed department. But a guy as rangy and as long as Cruz, awkward movement. If As long as he's not fighting to Henry's game where he's, like, running in like he did against Garbrandt, I can see him having a really good early first few rounds. And if Sayuto can weather the storm and put on a tough pace like he did against Marlon Marais, I can see him coming back and winning. But again, if he gets too behind on the on the scorecards, then uh, Cruz can win it. You know, it, it's a good fight for both guys. I'm just super excited because you got the GOAT of the bandweight division versus the new king of, of uh, two-way classes now. And uh, I mean, he's beat some really big names. So it's this is a fight that I think everyone's going to tune in for. 100%, especially with the headliner of that. Of it's a legacy fight, really, if you think yeah, about it. Really it really is. Yeah. Passing of the torch, or does, yeah. the, does the former king come back and reclaim the throne? Speaking you know, so. of legacy fights, is there any truth to Aljamain Sterling versus Frankie Edgar? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to give me that fight. I mean, I would, love, I would love a fight like that, but I don't know if personally if it does anything for my career. Um, besides just fighting a legend, in terms of the rankings, you know, he's not ranked. He hasn't fought at Bantamweight yet. And obviously that doesn't really mean much. Yeah. For him, it's, 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 for him it's, it's a high risk fight, low reward, in my opinion. Uh, for him, it's a high risk, but it's still high reward for him. He wins, he gets in the, the title. Oh, so you're saying for you it's high risk, low reward. Yeah, because if I fight yeah, another guy I who's ranked first, second, third, or fourth, it makes more sense than fighting a guy who hasn't fought in the division. You know, it's, it's, but we're seeing with 135, the last two guys, Aldo and... Um, Cruz oh. to get title shots. They both had oh. losses. You haven't had a <laughs> loss in a minute. I think I, I think I'm doing this all wrong. I think I, I'm doing this completely all wrong. So you beat Frankie Edgar, and you're almost maybe then guaranteed no, a on, title hang shot. On. He beats Frankie Edgar, then Frankie Edgar gets a title shot. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's fucked yeah. up. Because even I heard they were trying to give you Sanhagen. Then they had Edgar and Sanhagen booked at one point. Is Cody Sanhagen just going to swoop in and take this fucking title shot? Well, it was supposed to be me and Edgar at MSG, but I already knew I couldn't fight in New York. They said they were going to work on it and they were going to get the band lifted for me and I would be able to fight there for the medical reasons. And of course, it didn't happen. I postponed my surgery because of fucking Frankie Edgar, which pissed me off. And um, 
because of him, I, you know, I'm taking a lot longer to recover. Uh, it's not his fault, but because of him, technically it's really because of him, you know, they, they dangled the carrot. Oh, you can fight Frankie Yeager, MSG, sold out arena. Frankie Yeager, king of New, um, New Jersey, me fighting from New York, it would have been a sold out. It would have been crazy. Not saying because of us, but the other fights as well. But, you know, that didn't happen. Then he got booked up with <laughs> San Hagen. He pulled for that fight, went up to go fight Korean Zombie, got starch, and now he's back trying to come back. So it's like you almost lose a little bit of the aura of beating Frankie Yeager. So it's it's just been a big shit show with the 135-pound division and even the 45-pound division, man. Everything's been crazy. Well, yeah, they were going to get rid of 125. Then 135 got sent into a whirlwind when Dillashaw popped. Yeah. And now you got Saluto. Yeah, it's a it's and DJ even Pillashaw, Pillashaw, not Dillashaw, Pillashaw. Pillashaw. Also, <laughs> they they want Conor McGregor type people. So that's what they want right now. They want like the shit talk, the move the needle, as you say. Yeah. It's terrible, one man. one thing that I think terrible. the UFC is doing wrong in terms of their marketing, for example, right? We've been in quarantine, there's nothing going on. They just keep putting highlights of fucking the pioneers of the sport who everybody already fucking knows. Like, why are they not pushing something like Aljo that, like, yo, because then, then they gotta pay him. <laughs> yo, right? one of the best. Yeah, like, like you just mentioned this Sandhag, and I was like, who the fuck who? is that? Who the- yeah, and that's yo. why I don't want to fight him because nobody knows who he is, and he does not talk at all, at all. That's what I'm saying. He's coming and out he's of nowhere, and he's getting <laughs> Edgar. How do you get offered Frankie Edgar, but they're not just giving Aljamain Edgar? He's a he's a good fighter, man. And to fight a guy with no name who's ranked fourth in the division, what does it do for me? It's like it it does a lot versus the rankings, but we all see the rankings don't mean shit. So it's I'm in a catch twenty two position, man. It's just very, very weird. It's like but the Matrix. Even another thing I saw, so we're talking about videos the UFC post, they posted Phil Baroni yep. be- beating <laughs> Dave Monet. Every comment was like steroid era. Steroid. <laughs> How juiced up is that fucking guy? Every yeah. single I'm, comment. I almost got into a fist fight with Baroni and Phuket. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Go. Go on. We're listening. Eric, that's yeah, what yeah, we wanted to talk to with some street fights. We would love to hear that. So he came to one of my grappling classes and, at, at Top Team, and uh, I was going, I was kind of trying to be real nice to him. Do you know what I mean? Because I could tell he hadn't trained in a while. And, uh, you know, I'm catching him with some stuff. He gets real upset. Mind you, I'm like a week out from a fight, right? Um, it's a couple of years ago. He, like, tries to can open to me. He's a, he's a bit bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a 45er at the time. So he tries to can open to me while we're grappling, gets up, and, like, I guess he wanted to try to swing on me. And, and so um, we had, like, this. I'm like, what the f-? Like, I got a fight in a week. I'm cutting weight at the time, too, right? So I'm cutting weight. I got nothing in me right now. And I'm just playing with him. He gets all serious and tries to have a fist fight with me. I'm like, first of all, I'm the head coach of this gym. And you're here You're here to train here. And it was just a bizarre. And then he tried to fight me at a Thai food stand like, like a week later. <laughs> he was still upset about it. Then he had like an emotional breakdown, wanted me to be his coach and like help him out. And then somehow got in his head that I was against him and went on like these internet tirades. It was, it was, it was just nonsense. Like, I think if Phil and I see each other, it's definitely going to be like an on-site situation. Really? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like man, I'm well past that, but just for my own safety, like it's going to be an on-site situation, just because that I, that motherfucker ain't stable. Oh yeah. Well, even Eric, something we wanted to even ask you: Have you ever had any encounters with Vinny the Chin? Maybe when I was bouncing 
in the Hamptons. I might have. That's why I was asking because he was the Neptune's yeah. legend or Long Island yeah. legend club guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might might have might have had a couple run ins when when I was bouncing, but not, nothing that. I mean, man, it was thousands of people every weekend. So it's you might have dragged him out one night. It's very possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So even, I mean, we can keep this going or if you guys all got to go, we don't want to keep you guys too long, but we could obviously always talk fighting. We'll get you guys all back on again. Yeah. I'm about to go eat some food and I'm about to put down some Don Julio. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so Aljamain, the tool man, Sterling, thank you for joining us. Jake, the juggernaut. Yeah. Man. Thank you for joining us. Good luck this weekend. Choke that dude out. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Is, is Phil coming on next? Whoop, whoop. Is who? He was Wait, going whoop. to, but he. Uh, Chael had a family emergency. We'll leave it take at that. Son to the ER. Yeah. Oh shit, son. Yeah, you guys, bro. you guys stay safe, stay blessed. Oh, even and that. So Aljo, we got to get you back on again, maybe next week or the week after. We heard your lady had Corona. Yeah. Menaces. Yeah, we'll touch on that. Yeah, Menaces. Lady's mom had Corona. So you guys both have probably built up with those antibodies or some shit. Or the Run cure is in your guys' blood. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hey, uh, good luck to you guys, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. I think you're going to be tuning in for that. Good chat with you all. Dennis, yeah. Sam, thanks for having me on. We'll do it again sometime. Let me know. Quiz, 100%. Yeah, I want to hear a street fight you've been in before. <laughs> next time we have you on. Me? Yeah, next time we get have you on. Yes. I've never been in a street fight. We're going to plan this better uh, so that way next right. time we get you all individually. We just figured for this episode we throw you all on I together. thought that was fun. Oh, my this God. Was this fun, was amazing. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I got to learn how to check my spam. <laughs> yes, that's what happened is Gwiz didn't know how to check his email, so we wound up with everybody on at one time. But that works, you know. We appreciate you guys for the time. Eric, you're the man. We'll talk to you soon. Right on, brother. Good luck. See you guys. See you guys. Thank you. All right, guys. I don't know how to kick people, so it's all when you hang up. <laughs> hang up on us. Well, get I'll it. just hang up on you, Stan. Get it done I'll this stop. weekend, Jake. Hey, man, it will do, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it again, man. Sorry, I had some technical difficulties, too. Oh, no problem. By technical difficulties, do you mean kids? Well, that, too. That yeah, I come home and, of course, three. you know, it's kid disasters and everyone's screaming and shit you know. but uh no yeah there's the whole spam email i got it now we're good oh we're good. so it went to your spam as well yeah 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 i was like fuck i'm waiting for it i'm refreshing like what the fuck all right we're good now I guess. but yeah you're in the three you're in the three timers club now jake we've had you on three times so we got to make this more of a regular occurrence it's been three, it's been three. It. hey anytime man I'm, I'm always in so it's fun like it. fun chat with you guys all right, we awesome. hope everything's going good, and we'll definitely uh, talk to you soon. Good health to you and the family. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it, guys. You too. All right, peace. Stay safe. All right, Stan. Great show. What episode was this? 73. It was definitely an interesting episode that we uh, we were just like, fuck it. Let's well, put get every- some, get, we'll get some feedback from the viewers and, and you know, maybe oh, no. go bad this way. I don't know. Who knows? Well, no, I think uh, what we also did too tonight is we just bombarded people. We're like, yo, you're coming on for an interview. Then we're like, you know what? This guy's on the interview with you. You know what? These other three people are going to be on the interview with you. Yeah, but that's that's gym talk. Oh, my God. I'm talking to you. Someone Wait, was like, what? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. You know? Exactly like we said. We were all able to bounce the conversation. Me, yeah. and, you, me and you did a great job jumping it around. We're getting professional at this at this point. Thank you. So... Menace and the Man, episode 73.
Well, see you later.